Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of High Character. We are here today to preview the Hockey East semifinal matchup, UMass versus UMass Lowell at the Garden. My name is Cameron. I am joined by my good friend, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? Doing pretty well. We're recording this a couple hours after the Jake Audet interview. Take a look at that. Feeling really pumped about that. It was a great episode. So spirits are high. I feel like we've we got blessed with a little bit of a little bit of high character, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like we can kind of continue that mantra going into this episode. Um, so high energy, you know, we're going to be feeling good about this one. going to have a high energy game this weekend or hopefully games with, you know, with an S at the end, plural, because we obviously want to move on. But let's focus on Lowell for now. One game at a time. Let's get into it. Yeah, I am absolutely amped as well uh, on top of the hockey action at the garden on Friday. Uh, it's supposed to be 70 degrees in Boston. So just going to be an incredible day. And I'm going to say this right now, instead of at the end of the episode, so more people hear it. Uh, you need to be at, at TD garden on Friday night. We tweeted out the link for, for UMass specific sections. Um, we got seats in section 21, which is sold out now, uh, but there's still a lot of good seats available. So uh, get your butts to the garden and support this team. It's going to be, it's going to be hype. It's going to be rowdy. Uh, and UMass in its history, hasn't been here too often. So you gotta, you gotta relish the moment a little bit. Yeah, definitely. This is what it's all about right here. Playing in Boston in March, shipping up to Boston, whatever motto you want to go by it's here. This is the time, you know, so got to get everybody out there. Got to get the support going boys feed off that energy. Like, again, if you listen to the God ep- Godhead episode, he said that immediately. He was like, getting fans in those stands and feeding off the energy is so important. Really gets everybody motivated. So, got to keep that going towards this game because it's just what it's all about at this point. Absolutely. Yeah, so this game, UMass versus Lowell, um, it's a rematch of the 2021 Hockey East Final, which was played in Amherst uh, because of COVID. There were no fans, and they played it on campuses so uh rematch of that game and sure to be uh, a very good game UMass has had the edge against Lowell in their season series this year they've played three games on December 3rd UMass Lowell won five to four uh, at Songa Center in a shootout but then after that December 4th uh, UMass won in Amherst three to two and then January 30th UMass won in Lowell uh, four to three. So UMass take, took seven of nine points from Lowell this year, head to head. Uh, is there anything that you noticed from these three mashups that uh, we should really be focusing on for this game? Um, I think it's mainly just our propensity to score goals, like especially in that away game, like four, three, I think it was like, that's, that, that's basically the type of score line that we're going to have to put up. Like we need to be able to score on this team. Because Lowell is a really solid defensive team. Like, again, I'm not going to go into the stats too much. We're going to preview that later. But, like, defensively, they are very, very good. Like, their goalie, unbelievable. Their defenseman, very solid. Um, So it's just going to be a matter of scoring goals. Like, if we can solve their defense, that's going to be the key. Because they don't tend to score. Like, they're decent scoring goals. Obviously, when you're up to this point, you're going to be able to score goals. That's what any team's going to be able to do at this point and for the rest of the season. But just being able to solve their goalie is going to be massive. Like, we did that against Providence, and it's going to have to be a very similar scenario is just getting pucks in the back of that net by any means possible. 
Yeah, I agree. I think UMass is definitely going to have to score some goals to win this game. Um, Lowell's pretty hot right now. Their last game in the quarterfinals, they beat Merrimack 7-2, to which is uh, eye-popping for a playoff game score, uh, for any any game score, really. Uh, And they're coming in on a four-game win streak. They, like I said, took care of Merrimack took care of UNH in a series to end the season and then uh, LIU uh, series before that. So they're running a pretty good hot streak out there. Um, Yeah. It's just gonna, it's going to take a solid effort. And um, I think UMass is definitely up to the task after seeing, seeing the game last weekend against Providence. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I guess the last thing that I'll note before we move on is just like, they Lowell seems to be a much more team focused. And I guess to, to kind of describe that it's a case of, they don't really have one guy that's just going to take over the game. Like they have two guys that are tied for points right now. And the drop off from that isn't very steep. Like they have just scoring on a lot of their lines. Whereas UMass, that first line is rocking. Like we're kind of like the Bruins in my opinion, like Mm -hmm. UMass is kind of just like, Amazing first line and then really decent goaltending. You know what I mean? Like Murray's been great, but like, it's about that perfection line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's very similar. So it's just, we basically need our first line to be the guys that they've always been. And we need to be able to shut down all of their lines because all of their lines are like a medium threat where we have like that first line being a top level threat that they need to shut down. Yeah. it's just a matter of if our top line can just keep rolling. And obviously you want to get some depth scoring as well. We've been harping on that forever now. I feel like a broken record, but it's kind of hard to top a line. That's just so talented. You know what I mean? Like when you have so much offense being generated by your first line, it's a little bit tougher to sometimes trickle down, but that's, that's just simply what we need. Yeah. And you mentioned the the leading scores for Lowell. Let's jump into those. So uh, they the top of their leaderboard is tied for uh, points at 28. Andre Lee and Carl Berglund. Uh, Andre Lee's been around for a while at Lowell, really kind of a thorn in our side in the in the matchups that we've played. He's always made a big difference, so uh, keep an eye out for him. And like you said, uh, down the rest of the way, their their score sheet evens out pretty well. Uh, on the UMass side, like we always say for in every preview episode, it's Bobby. But uh, some special things to say about Bobby for this time. Uh, it was announced today, Wednesday, when we're recording this, that uh, he is a finalist for the Hobie Baker Award in the top 10. So uh, big honor for him. Definitely deserves it. We'll see, we'll see soon if he makes it to the, the Hobie hat trick, the, the three finalists uh, around Frozen Four time. And he also won Hockey East Player of the Year, which is just an awesome, awesome award. I believe only the second UMass player to ever do that, which is pretty nuts. And he's got 18 goals, 27 assists, and 45 points this year. So just phenomenal all-around year for Bobby. Yeah, Bobby's nuts. Like, we, we say this, like, so much. It's just the truth. There's no way of getting around it. He's insane. Um, He's, like, if he really wants to get into that Hobie hat trick spot, he has a little bit of work to do because there's a lot of really talented guys on that list, but it all starts here. You know, he he could literally pop off for a three-, four-point game, and then he's right into the mix. Like, all it takes is just a couple quick bursts, which we know that he has. Like, 
he's been able to have just some really unbelievable nights at times and we could totally use that right now um but yeah bobby's been unbelievable and then just talking about lowell like andre lee freaking hate that guy (laughs) like he's (laughs) he's just he's annoying like he's he's a big guy so he throws the body but he's like annoying after like imagine imagine if bobby was way taller and like you're just like way bigger you know what i mean like that's that's kind of like yeah bobby's a pest but like andre lee i've seen the propensity for him to be a little dirty like he's done some really questionable stuff after the whistle i'm not saying that bobby hasn't but i feel like to a much lesser extent like i only have a couple of games of watching lee to go off of but that's the issue is that if i'm saying these things about lee right now off of a very small sample size of games imagine how much worse it is across the rest of the games where you know that i can't actually see like he's well, he's, an, he's, he's annoying I'll just say this: Bobby has zero major penalties this year, and Andre Lee has two. So that, that so that that tells a little bit of the story right there. At least you're backing me up. You know, it's not purely anecdotal; it's at least backed up by a little bit of evidence, which yeah. makes me feel a little bit better because I don't want to feel like just that nagging UMass fan. But yeah, no, he's he's a tough dude to play against. Like you know, all you know, complaints aside, he, he's a very good player, and that's why I'm highlighting him right now. Like he's, you know, he he knows how to find the net. He has 16 goals a season. Like he's he's the guy for scoring when it comes to UMass Lowell so hoping that he doesn't find the net obviously against us I'm hoping Murray shuts him down I think he will mm-hmm. um but yeah we just need to play really tightly on Lee and Berglund like that whole first line is just very solid so got to make sure that we're playing defensively responsible and we really don't want them to get under our skin like obviously like you just mentioned those two majors from Lee alone you don't want that from your star player but I think in total they have like five or six major penalties over the whole season. Like that has to be something we need to exploit. Like if we can try and, you know, reel in some, some ugly play at a lull, you know, taking into account big playoff game, big rivalry. If we can rile them up and make them do stupid stuff, we can exploit that. So that's, that, that's my, that's my two cents on that. That plus uh, three games together this season. So there could already be some bad blood from those. And the fact that, uh, UMass is going to have a pretty rowdy section. So maybe, maybe that's something that gets under their skin. I'm sure Lowell will too. I'm not, not sure how well they travel, but we'll see on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's jump into the goaltenders here. So very good uh, goalie matchup for this one. I didn't realize how good Owen Savory stats were this year. He's the goalie for Lowell. He's got 1.85 goals per game with a 929 save percentage, um, which is much less goals per game than, than Murray with not too big of a difference in, in save percentage, which tells me that Lowell really doesn't give up many shots. Yeah, no, I mean, that just kind of goes off the thing that we were saying earlier, like super solid defensive team. Um, that's kind of something that I noticed when we were, I think, at Lowell. We didn't really have a whole lot of shots on net, but we were luckily just getting them to hit the back of the net. Um, I think... I don't think Savory at that point had as good of numbers. I don't think so. He must've been playing very solidly as of late. Um, Just by looking at their schedule here. I mean, they're not letting in crazy amounts of goals. I mean, they let in two against Merrimack, got a shutout against New Hampshire, let in three in the other game against New Hampshire, but then only let in one against LIU. So it's like recently he seems to have been pretty solid, Um, but I think we can definitely solve him. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same exact case with Jackson Stauber with the Providence game, like super solid stats, but you know, we just need to do the things that make good goaltenders play poorly. 
like get you know get bodies in front so they can't see it make sure that we're tipping pucks as often as possible which is exactly what lapina was doing like and same thing with uh like Del Gaizo, Mercury, like we were playing really hard in front of the net, which is how you kind of make a, a really solid goaltender play down. So I think those are kind of some big keys. Um, sounds kind of cliche, I feel like, but the the fundamentals never change. You know what I mean? Like that's just what playoff hockey is about is just doing the right things at the right times. Um, so, yeah. Somebody who was doing the right things at the right times last weekend was Matt Murray. He <sighs> had 45 saves in his last ever game at UMass uh, on campus at UMass, obviously. And some are saying it was his best performance of his career, which is a long storied college career. So uh, that just tells you how good of a performance it was. His numbers on the season, 2.35 goals per game and a 918 save percentage, which again, very solid. And uh, we expect more of the same this weekend for Murray. Yeah, no, like Murray's been the guy for five years now. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy to think about. Like, I still remember when he was a freshman coming in, like, thinking like, oh, who's Matt Murray? Like, I hope he plays decently because all I had seen up until that point was Ryan Wishow, Nick Renyard, and Alex Wackelick, which for most people who are probably listening right now are like, who? So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to diss them, but like just in the grand scheme of things, like really – you know, Matt Murray's just been on a new level. Like it's crazy just to think about how long he's been a part of this program and how rock steady he's been. Like you can kind of look at it and just be like, Oh, you know, like Lindbergh did his thing as well, but like they've, they've both been extremely solid. You know what I mean? Like to, to split time with a guy like Philip Lindbergh, who's playing very well right now and has a very solid professional career going on currently and ahead of him. Like that's nuts. You know what I mean? Like that's no disrespect to Matt Murray at all. So yeah, he's been awesome. Um, I'm hoping that he still has a bunch more gas left in the tank. You know what I mean? Like for the past couple of years, he hasn't really had to play every single game, game in and game out. Like if it gets to the case like where he might not have the best night, there was always Lindbergh in to kind of cover for him. But yeah, a 45 save performance is probably going to take a little bit out of you. I mean, he's had a week to recoup, so I'm not really expecting it to be the end of the world for him. Um, I still think he's going to be up to the task as always, but yeah, he's been, he's been unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to be another case of limiting high, high chance opportunities. Like I think we did it against Providence, which was why he was able to make as many saves as he did. Cause a lot of them were just kind of, I wouldn't say low quality, but a lot of them are just kind of shots from the point and very, you know, in close where he's just so positionally sound that it's not that much of an issue for him, but yeah, no, he's going to have to be the guy and he's going to have to do the, I'm not going to say the same exact performance because you never want to expect a 45 safe performance out of your goalie, but he's, he's going to have to step up and do his part. Right. And Lowell doesn't take the the shot numbers that we saw Providence did. So mm-hmm. uh, unlikely to see that level of uh, performance again today, just because he won't see as many shots, but um yeah do you i wanted to ask you do you think the um the fact of this being a neutral site is going to play into the outcome at all i know different ice than umass is used to with their their olympic home ice it's actually an interesting oh sorry go ahead i don't know if there's any other other factors you might think are at play for this one yeah i mean i never really thought about that um because i feel like it's kind of just rare that we have neutral site games you know i mean like it's usually at the end of the season you usually don't have a neutral site game from 
the very beginning all the way up until now. It's usually always a home or away. It's both um, teams' first neutral site game of the year. Yeah, so, I mean, just off that logic alone, it doesn't really seem like it's going to be the worst thing in the world. Um, I think I think the ice difference might be a little bit weird. We do, because I guess for those that aren't aware, we do play on a larger sheet of ice at the Mullen Center than most teams play on. I want to say it's, you might want to correct me here, I think it's like 15 feet longer and then a couple feet wider. I believe it's uh, not much of a difference in length, but width is okay. So the width is a big number. Yeah, I'm not sure the exact number, but should be easy Google if you want. Yeah, um, but yeah. Point being, um, different, you know, ice size. I think it kind of plays having a larger sheet of ice kind of plays in our strengths because I think we are more of a speed oriented team. Um, We kind of like having a little bit more space to maneuver. You know, you, you don't really feel as pressured all the time because once you start shrinking that ice to the quote-unquote normal size, you kind of have like milliseconds of less time to be able to do things, um, which sometimes is posed a problem for us. But I don't see it being a big issue here. Like we've played games at other arenas that have the same exact ice size. Um, we've played at arenas where regardless of it, even being an away game, cough, cough, like BC and stuff, we still have guys, you know, our, our supporters are showing up extremely well. So there's, there's definitely, in my opinion, not a whole lot to worry about with it being a neutral site game, because all the differences for it being a neutral site game, we've already faced before, you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be anything particularly new. So I don't see it being a massive issue. Yeah. And in our recent memory following the team, UMass, this is since 2016, UMass has only played one game at TD Garden. Uh, it was a semifinal in 2019, and it was a shutout loss. I think the, the factors around that were much different. It was that team's first ever, like, really big game that they yeah. were playing. And since then, they've played in multiple Frozen Fours, multiple national tournaments, and uh, even won a Hockey East championship. So I don't, I don't think that factor is going to phase them very much, the awe factor, so to yeah. speak. No, the inexperience is definitely much different from then to now. Like we just the program in general, like coaching staff, players, everybody included, like there's there's a lot more experience around these sorts of really high playoff games. Um, And just I think overall, just better leadership is going to prevail here. Like you just got to treat it as if it's not even like any other game. You know what I mean? Like you just got to play your game and focus on what you can do. Yeah, and if uh, you listen to our interview with Jake Godet, he said uh, even in last year's Frozen Four, this team is at the point where games like this are business as usual. Exactly. So uh, hoping hoping those bright light bright lights get to lull a little bit more than than UMass in this one. All right, is there anything else that you wanted to touch upon in this game? Um, not really. Like it's kind of just you know, if any of the players are listening, get it done. You know what I mean? Like just focus on like enjoy it you know what I mean like obviously this is going to be a big moment and we just got to rise to the occasion it's not a case where we have to overthink things or try and get too cute or pretty just play hard play smart and you're gonna you're gonna win like it's simple you know you don't have to crumble under pressure just we've played these guys before we've succeeded against them before many times this season and you just got to keep it rolling like great performance last weekend, carry the momentum through, keep playing your hearts out and good things will happen. You get what you deserve. 
as Carvel always says. And we deserve this. If you play like it, you're going to deserve it. Couldn't agree more. All right. Yeah. So I guess that wraps up our preview for this game. Evan and I are going to be hitting the bars on Friday before the game. Uh, not sure exactly where we'll be at, but uh, we'll update our, our Twitter day of, let you know where we're going to be if you want to come say hi. Uh, very excited for that with the good weather, uh, the Boston area, getting out of work early. It's going to be nice. So It's going to be such a good day. Yes. <laughs> like We just got to cap it off of the W. That's it. It'll be literally a perfect day. That's, that's all we need, but see how it shakes out. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that uh go get your tickets if you haven't already they're going really fast um go check out our jake godet interview it was really cool it's the episode before this one number 21 and uh i think that's all i got so thank you guys again for listening big game on friday let's go umass go umass take care everybody let's go to the finals baby